Another edition of 50 Days of Dragon Con, the podcast that just keeps running its mouth. And joining exactly. me, as always, is the lovely Lily. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This is going to be awesome. Um, yeah. You know we're what? recording one in the middle of the day. I know. It's, this is very it's, odd to talk to you unless we're like really in person. Uh, all so, of us are like between work things right now and just trying yeah. to, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Just try to eating, drinking down our lunch or whatever. And that mm-hmm. I meant by like protein shakes, not the other kind of, which was with <laughs> Dragon Con. Um, you know, John, it is coming up on Dragon Con and I'm a woohoo's just like, wow, I can't believe yeah. it. You know what I really wish I had, John? I really, really wish I had somebody who could just like command, just, just make me do stuff like would help me not with a stick up my butt but would like mm. manage me or no, you've, you've me already taken care of that yourself i took that one out but <laughs> yes wouldn't that be nice john it would be hmm. it would. If, if only can't you tell we're rushing through this introduction <laughs> for timing purposes oh let's see life. oh someone just pulled up outside really? who's at the door who is it? Oh, it's Bo! Yay, it's Bo! And, hey, everybody. Hey, um, this is Bo, from, who is the director of Puppetry Track. 13 years, <laughs> still me. can't get that right. That's you! And I That's love me. your hair. I love your hair. And part of the Thank reason you. we're rushing a little bit through the intro is because we are doing this during lunch breaks. Uh, some people got to get back to work. Uh, so, Bo, yes. you are the director of Puppetry Arts. Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, I'm the director of the Puppetry Track at Dragon Con. Sorry, I said <laughs> yeah. art. I'm so sorry. Thank you. No, no problem. Uh, and that means that, like every other track director, I'm responsible for creating um, programming within the world of puppetry at Dragon Con. Um, and we traditionally uh, view that as two things. One, we celebrate puppetry and pop culture. So that's going to be Muppet, Sesame Street, Star Wars, uh, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, even you know, Avenue 80s Q, films. even yeah. 80, Avenue Q, but like after ten o'clock, things like Avenue Q puppetry. Sure, yeah, yeah, yes. of course. I mean, anything puppetry related in pop culture. And then the second part of what we do is we expose Dragon Con attendees to puppet theater, live puppet theater. Um, most most uh, Dragon Con attendees are are pretty much only familiar with puppetry through pop culture. Um, mm-hmm. So they know the Muppets, they know, you know, um, uh, Gremlins and things like that. Where And so we're introducing shadow puppets and tabletop puppets and forms of puppetry that are used in theater that maybe aren't as familiar to people who are only familiar with it in pop culture. So we celebrate pop culture, but then we also um, educate uh, about the larger uh, historical um, background of puppetry and, and the other f- styles. 
And now, are you still located in the kind of Marriott atrium level, Pulse Bar level? Okay. So- yes. Uh, we thankful. We love our spot um, over there with Star Wars uh, and Kids Track. You know, it's it's a great little oasis tucked away. You know, there's no through traffic because we're at that little dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, so we and you know the elves come and sing in the dome. We're right outside the the big dome there. Um, so the elves come and sing. Uh, all the droid builders come and, and hang out with all the with all their droids and everything. So um, there's always something cool to see on your way to us. This is the second time the elves. This is the second time the elves have come up. Um, yeah. I've never seen them. Ever. Well, well there's lots of stuff there. in Dragon Con you never see. That, <laughs> that is exactly very true. true. That is absolutely 100% true. Yes. But I will tell you, okay, so we've already said this once and we'll be saying it again later, but to get to where they are, if you're in the Hyatt, you take the little hamster trail, the Sky Bridge, and you're going like you're going to the Marriott. And before you get in the roundabout to go where the Pulse Bar and Sear and everything else over there is, you take a right. And there's yeah. this beautiful, beautiful open space of sun. And that's where I got a picture with an R2-D2, which is still one of my favorites from 2019. And then you'll see all of these tracks right there. And puppetry was great because I got some yeah. puppets. I got three puppets in 2019. Wonderful, yeah. And I, I love them. everyone to come, come by not- our, we have a little merch booth right outside of our track yeah. room where all of uh, the guests and pros that are part of the track um, have the opportunity to sell their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can support, you're directly supporting the, the Artist. puppet artists yeah. by buying their stuff. Look at how cute he is, John, make him bigger. Uh, okay. I wonder mm-hmm. whose worm that, I'm wondering whose worms those are. That's either one of Madison's worms or one of Stacy's worms. Okay. These are the worms. These, I love it. They're either this worm or this worm, but aren't, oops, wrong side. Aren't they so cute? And you can. Now Lee, I'll give you a little them. puppetry practice here. I want okay. you to now. This is what we call monitor work. I want you to have okay. the worm crawl across the bottom of your frame. Okay, wait. I gotta go this way. That's yeah, backwards. I gotta right. turn it around. <laughs> well, maybe it's yeah. backing up across the frame. One, two, one, two, one, two. Very good. Very nice. Well done. You're hired. Cool. <laughs> for the, um, for that non paying job that you. Want. Yeah. I can just do that across. That's awesome. That's all. But, you, that's all you're allowed to do. But okay, so you guys are amazing, and everybody loves it when they go there. What are, are you guys doing? Anything on Thursday night um, as the first official day of con? We are. So traditionally, there has been a at least the last couple of years. There's been a fantasy ball at the Center for Puppetry Arts, uh, themed either to the movies Labyrinth or Dark Crystal. Um, and then the Dark Crystal uh, Age of Resistance series. That's not happening this year or and didn't happen last year because of, of COVID. No. But um, this year they are having a reception. Oh. Uh, there's a new exhibit at the Center for Puppetry Arts Museum that's all puppets from the Netflix series Age of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh, awesome. Right. So that's really exciting new puppets that are from now. You know, these are not puppets from the 70s. These are not puppets from the 80s. These are the brand new puppets made for the new series on Netflix that aired uh, two years ago. And I encourage everyone who's interested in Dark Crystal or or puppetry and Henson to go check it out. So there'll be a little reception. There'll be drinks and um, there'll be a little bar open and everything. And it's and it's invitation only to Dragon Con attendees. 
the, okay. the center is staying open after hours just for a special um, reception for DragonCon attendees. And is there any cost for that or is just where you buy Yeah, it? you have to buy your normal museum admission. Okay. Um, but uh, there's also going to be a discount for mm-hmm. DragonCon attendees. Uh, you'll get 10% off museum entry for, I want to say it's the entire month. So if you're coming in early or you're going out late, or if you're a local, um, you can just come anytime during that month and get that DragonCon discount and check out the amazing museum. So the the Dark Crystal exhibit is is a um, is in the special exhibit gallery, and so that's in addition to the giant Jim Henson gallery that's got all the Muppets and Sesame Street characters and all that stuff, and the world's a puppetry collection that features puppetry traditions from around the world. Yeah, and I just love it because guys, they have a Kermit, or they had a Kermit. Do they still have a Kermit? I oh yeah, we still got Kermit. Kermit. So still that's Kermit. just awesome, um, and. You do something because this is a kid-friendly podcast. You do something, and DragonCon is kid-friendly. What? Do you, I've always heard about this puppetry slam that you can't do until late at night. What we is, cannot do huh? it until late at night. Actually, oh. the puppet the puppet slam predates the track. Mm-hmm. So, oh, um, wow. in case uh, anybody's not familiar with the history of the puppetry track, uh, first there was Bob and Carl on DragonCon TV. Explain and to I'm who Carl. you. There you go. I'm Carl of Bob and Carl. And then uh, the success, the popularity of Bob and Carl was leveraged to create a puppet slam, the first puppet slam at Dragon Con. Uh, we did the first puppet slam at Dragon Con and turned away 400 people, hosted by the Sci Fi Janitors. And that was after filling the, you know, filling the room and then turning away 400 people. Uh, and then Pat came to me personally and asked me if I was interested in creating the puppetry track. And 10 years later, this is our 10-year anniversary of the Oh, wow. Day. It's been 10 Yay, years? Yay, 10, 10 years. years. That's so cool. 10 years. So here we are, 10 years later. The there little the little yellow puppets that could. Wow. <laughs> and are they, still hosting, little... are they still hosting this year? Or do, do, yes. Do uh, okay. uh, Bob and Carl will be back. That's pretty much the only live uh, thing that we do anymore. We're kind of retired. We're, we're definitely retired from making uh, new episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. But we still get together every year at Dragon Con to host the Slam. Uh, and gotcha. it was great last year on virtual. Um, though gave me a shout out and I got to show my painted toenails. It was awesome. So hey, go to the puppet. And I laughed so that hard. That was the puck and puppet show. That's a different show. That's oh, okay. Sorry. That that was that's, that. that's my show. Uh that's, that's my local show. Atlanta show. Uh we didn't do a virtual sorry. slam uh, for Dragon. No, you didn't? Okay. But yeah, it's it's it's, it, it's very, very hard. Um very, I, very I did hard. one virtual slam. Um Towards the beginning of the pandemic, that was a fundraiser for Puppeteers of America, since mm-hmm. every puppeteer in the country was out of work because mm-hmm. we couldn't do shows. Um, we did a fundraiser uh, um, uh, sponsored by Cheryl Henson, and we raised money um, for the Puppeteer Relief Fund. Um, so that was a really important thing that I was very proud to be part of to help support all those puppet artists out there that um, just couldn't we couldn't do our thing. Uh, speaking of speaking of virtual, do you have anything that's going to be on the DragonCon virtual? Uh, yes, we will have okay. two events. Well, we'll have we'll have one event on official DragonCon virtual mm-hmm. that is um, a all puppets game of Are You a Werewolf? Oh wow! Nice. Don't sit on the floor for it. You can't play werewolf on the floor though. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be really exciting. That'll be on, I believe. Uh, I don't have when that is, but it'll be. I want to say it's on channel two. Uh, okay. streaming channel too um but ch- take a look for that it's got some really cool guests mark mirror is on that one lucky yates oh, is there 
Uh, Bob and Carl are, are contestants on it. So that's a lot of fun. Um, definitely check it out. Cardboardius, uh, which some people may remember from Virtual Dragon Con yes. last year. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Hilarious. And then Hilarious. we will be doing one puppet show on social media, uh, a live virtual show by by Na- Uncle Nappy's Puppets. Mm-hmm. Very, very funny and also kid-friendly. Um, yeah, so check that out. That'll be uh, – follow our Facebook, the Puppetry Track Facebook page to mm-hmm. see when that's going to be. And all of this is going to be on the app. When the app comes out, John, if you the, ask – the, the social media uh, oh. show will not be on the app. Oh, the social media won't. Okay, sorry. So the, the world came up. That's just something we're doing through our Facebook page, through, through Facebook Live. That will be hysterical. I hope you do have a virtual floor on Facebook Live so you can sit on the floor and do werewolf. Um, you just talked about this virtual show. Are you doing, okay, and we talked about the uh, slam, which is after 10 p.m. The slam is at midnight on Sunday night in the, spirit, on... in, in the West End. Why do you want now, to do something that late? I can't go. Now, I, I, I have to ask. It's, it's the crossover between Saturday and Sunday, right? Not, not. No, Sunday to Monday. Oh, okay. So it's a crossover oh. Sunday to Monday. Okay. Yeah. Midnight right. on so Sunday. So it's really the last Midnight's big thing that we do. Eleven fifty nine p.m. on like everything leads Saturday. up to the slam, and then we kind of Sunday. We kind of drag through Monday because um, we're okay. showed up to <laughs> okay. start till midnight. So it goes so into Monday. Yeah. The, the midnight thing is what always, it always throws me. Yeah. <laughs> always it's kidding. midnight. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically, it, yes, you're right. Um, At 11.59 on Sunday night. So there there we go. go. There we go. That's what John that's, is saying. Always. A little insight into, into my world is that's usually what I have to do when I schedule tasks like for the job for, you know, in IT. I usually wind up doing 11.59 because otherwise I'll look at it and I'll just go, uh, Oh yeah, I, I don't know which one. Yeah, that's the problem is in the app, it shows up as the next, it shows up as the Monday. next morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you did, um, you've done the Ultimate Puppet Warrior before. Now, are you going to continue that or? Yes. So Ultimate Puppet Ninja Warrior was an idea that one of my guests brought to the table a couple of years ago. Uh, that's That was based on sort of a workshop that they did. And it was so popular that we have not only continued to do it every year since, but it's now five separate events. So it's five separate events spread out across Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, We, it is open to Dragon Con attendees. We accept teams of three. So we'll have three teams of three. Uh, And if you want to follow the Dragon Con puppetry Facebook page, there'll be a sign up sheet for that. Um, you will come if you are uh, if you're interested and you sign up. You'll come to uh, the puppetry track for a uh, basic training session, where uh, you'll be paired with one professional puppeteer and a team of of three attendees will be trained in the style of tabletop puppet theater. That's where you have one full figure puppet, so head, arms, legs, you know, torso, all that, with three puppeteers on it. One doing the head. And the lead hand, one supporting the body, the torso, and the non-dominant hand, and another supporting the legs. Those three people will then be uh, will then navigate a cardboard obstacle course, a la Ninja Warrior, with this puppet. We have a team of three per, uh, celebrity judges that will score, uh, like the Olympics, they'll hold up cards that with their score. And there will be three teams on Friday. The winner of that team moves on to the finals. There will be another three teams on Saturday. The winner of that event goes on to the finals on Sunday. 
The two, three teams will then compete against each other for the finals on Sunday, which due to its popularity has been moved up to an even bigger room. Um, Yeah. So that's the, 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 the the round one and round two will be in our track. And then round three is in um, a large room. Now, do you like uh, a la uh, real Ninja warrior? Do you up change the, uh, the course on the the last one? Yeah. The the final, the final, the final uh, finals has a sort of add on. So it's okay. the it's the original course with an added part on the end. Mount Fujijimi or whatever they called it. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, really fun. It's a great way of teaching that style of puppetry and exposing attendees to that style because a lot of people aren't familiar with it. Um, and, you know, and if you're an attendee, you're getting trained by, you know, famous professional puppeteers. Um, you know, we had uh, Peter Lenz was one of our coaches last year. Ooh. He's uh, Walter and Ernie. Um, you know, Ernie from Sesame Street and and Walter from the Muppets. So, you know, you, it's a really great opportunity to sort of like rub elbows literally with um pretty amazing puppeteers. And and the 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 track supplies the puppet? Yes, we okay. we will provide the puppet. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, you just talked about this with you got a monitor, a mentor coach. Um what about like if somebody just we're not there yet because I can barely do my inchworm. But what mm-hmm. else? Is there anything else for me? I Absolutely. Can... Oh, cool. So the very last thing we do in the track is our puppetry 101 for adults. And this is a double long session. So it's it's two it's two blocks of time. And it is uh, presented by the amazing Aretta Baumgartner, who is the education director at the Center for Puppetry Arts. Um, and Aretta, uh, this event has become... V- absolutely the way that we always finish the convention. I have had so much feedback from people who come back year after year saying that the last thing they experience at Dragon Con is this time with Aretta and and she and we we've 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 coined it now. Um she is the cup of coffee for your soul. There we go. So people just good. love coming there and she's she, Aretta just has this amazing energy um, and it's infectious and she, and it's the, it, we say for adults, which means, um, I think we say 16 and up because it's not mm-hmm. really a kid's thing. It's, we're not really teaching kids how to do it. It's, it's really, you know, professional puppetry techniques for adults. Um, so if you, if you are interested in, in learning, that's a fantastic place to do it. Now, if you have your own puppets, now you've got your worm puppets there, Lee, but if you are an aspiring puppet builder or puppeteer with your own puppets, we encourage you to bring those puppets to Dragon Con, just like you would wear a costume. We have several events that we that we cater specifically to people who bring puppets to Dragon Con. Okay. We have the Magic Puppet Tea Party, hosted by Stacey Gordon um, from Sesame Street. And that is a bring-your-own-puppet. Uh, you are only allowed into the event if you have a puppet. It is basically a social mixer tea party for the puppets. And you are expected to stay in character the entire time. You've been doing so, that for yeah. We've been doing the magic years, party yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be uh, a challenge for me because worms don't talk. Well, it and certainly the idea can of going to a- frogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, since masks are required everywhere, no one will know that you're talking. You that's could, right. That's it. So, there we go. Ventriloquism has taken <laughs> has taken over the world. <laughs> Poor man's ventriloquism in the pandemic. Yes. That's cool. uh, so then we also have puppet coaching and characterization where you mm-hmm. can bring your own puppet and you will work um, not one-on-one, but like five-on-one with a professional puppeteer to help uh, really find the character of your puppet. 
So it's really more of an acting exercise than a puppetry exercise, but it's helping the amateur puppeteers go beyond like, oh, a puppet is a thing on my hand with a funny voice. It's like, okay, well, what is that worm? What is it? What are its fears? What are its wants? What are the the physical things that it might do to express itself, right? Um, right. And I have three, and they all have very separate personalities. So, exactly. So you, you would know. be able to work through those with, with the puppeteers. Mm-hmm. And then if you're an aspiring puppet builder, we have Extreme Puppet Makeover, which is basically the same format, uh, but you'll be paired up with um, a professional puppet builder, and they will give you constructive criticism on the puppet that you built. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, so those are great. And those are kind of workshops ish or um yeah i would i mean they're not workshops in the sense that like you make something but it is a workshop in the sense that you that you are you know working with a professional to to learn something it's not just a a talky panel you know it's it's breakout it's breakout groups um Mm -hmm. and then we actually rotate halfway through so you get to experience two different uh of the puppetry artists so you're paired up with one you get you get their insight and then we rotate and you get paired up with another and you get a different perspective from another person. Okay. Very, very cool. But you are doing, you are doing workshops though. We are doing workshops. That's something oh, we okay. have traditionally shied away from mm-hmm. um, because the puppetry track due to its very nature already has a lot of stuff to manage. There's puppets mm-hmm. and props and sets and, and it, there's just a lot of stuff that we have that, that other tracks don't really have to manage that, that we do. Um, so I've always been like, eh, do I really want to have a bunch more stuff? Um, but this year we decided to do that. So Jamie Shannon is one of our guests this year. Jamie is a, a puppet builder and show creator. He uh, is responsible for the Nickelodeon show Nanalan. Um, he had, oh, no, Nickelodeon was Mr. Meaty. Nanalan was, uh, I think, a CBC show. Um, but he, he, he's, he's had several uh, TV shows and he pitched a bunch of workshops when I started talking to him and we decided to do it. So one will be potato puppets where we're providing real potatoes and you (laughs) will make a real Mr. Potato style puppet that you can take home. Um, We'll have decorate, we'll have uh, materials to decorate your little potato puppet with, and then you'll take it home and it'll kind of shrink up like a shrunken head and you'll end up with this weird little shriveled up wizened uh, character. New new art for your house. Very cool. Yeah. And then we're doing the um, Get Puppetized event, which is very, very new, um, where you will come and Jamie and a couple of other of our more, you know, handy uh, puppet builders are going to glue with spirit gum, foam and fleece and fur to your face and turn you into like a Muppet person. So big, crazy mustaches, big, crazy eyebrows. Um and we'll get we'll we'll get through as many people as we can, and then the event right after that is puppet karaoke. So everybody who's got their crazy Muppet makeup on uh, gets will then go to Muppet karaoke uh, as like a group, sort of almost like a cosplay group. Um, but and they will invade but. puppet karaoke. So we're really excited about that. This is very different stuff. Um, we we will be providing gloves uh, gloves uh, for everybody, and because you know we will be you know, on people's eyebrows and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're taking some extra precautions there. Um, and, you know, if it works out, then, you know, obviously this isn't an as ideal year to do this uh, event, but 
we're giving it a shot, and and uh, I think the results will be pretty cool. Well, I mean, this year might be might be a good year to to start something like that because of the the lowered attendance rates. Right. So so it might be you might be able to to get a little more people more people in there. But yeah, I imagine I imagine that is um, obviously first come first serve, and and how many people can you? Slam through, no, no pun intended. Yeah, um, uh, and then yeah. we'll also have um, a, a sort of take-home workshop uh, available from our puppetry merch table, where you can buy a kit, and the kit will come with a with a link to a YouTube video. Um, and you will basically, it's 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 it was our solution to, well, why do we would have to bring all the stuff and materials and everything? So we're like, okay, well, we can give you the workshop experience. You just do it at home. So you'll buy the kit, take it home, sit down with your materials and watch and and the video will walk you just you through building that puppet through that kit. We did have a we have a, a question from yeah. our audience which is uh this sounds like fun. My son is 12 and he's interested in learning puppetry. What do you suggest for him the most? He does have a dragon puppet. Right. Well, I would I would suggest that he come to the Magic Puppet Tea Party and join us there. So the Magic Puppet Tea Party is, while it's while it is a fun event, it's also a little bit of a trick, because what we're doing is we're instead of doing a more academic approach to saying, "This is puppetry 101. This is what a lip sync is. This is what I focus is." We're putting amateur puppeteers and professional puppeteers in character in the same room. So you're learning more by osmosis by watching the professional puppeteer stay in character the whole time. You're you're learning a lot. Uh, just through that, as opposed to us doing a more sort of like, here's a PowerPoint presentation on how puppetry, how to learn puppetry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really great way to do it. Uh, and then uh, there'll be those workshops uh, and definitely bring bring the puppet to puppet coaching and characterization. Oh, That'll right. be, you know, like very, very, you know, you'll get, you'll get direct attention from a, a professional puppeteer and to help you, to help him, perform that dragon puppet now is there outside of dragon con is there a resource that you would normally go to with someone that asked for you know i want to get into puppetry what where where would i go to look uh there's excellent resources on um the center for puppetry arts website they have Mm -hmm. a digital they have an entire digital programming arm um Mm -hmm. yeah the center was doing digital before we had to (laughs) Um, so they were really ahead of the game when everything went digital. So there's a bunch of excellent courses that you can take there. Um, there's also great, great, many great YouTube channels, um, about performing and built and building. Um, so be sure to go check those out. Um, well, can I, and you can also, if, depending on where you live, you can join your local puppetry guild. So every, um, the puppeteers of America, which is our professional organization, has different guilds around the country. Most major cities will have a guild. So um, just sort of look, Google it and um, Google Puppeteers of America, Puppetry Guild in your town and see where the closest guild is. And there you'll meet other people who are interested in puppetry uh, and and professionals. Very cool. And um, I just wanted to say, this is, if, if anybody has to sit through another video PowerPoint, I think their head might explode. So yeah. I love this idea that you can buy the kit and go home and watch YouTube and play. Because I got, I have a pen in my hand and right pause. now. I gotta and pause. <laughs> yes. Pause. That's right. Um, and also, I just love this time that you've got 
the, the you're talking about the magic tea party and some other things you've got one-on-one time you get to chat with people and that's yeah. just amazing so. we have a really i'm really proud of the the variety of programming that the puppetry mm-hmm. track presents you know we we don't um we don't do fan panels um you know almost pretty much every single thing we do is with professionals mm-hmm. um you know uh so if we're having a sesame street panel we got people from Sesame Street on that panel. Uh, so, and then the fact that we do these workshops, we have performances, like we really, we really have a very, very exciting variety of programming. And, and that was one of the things that I, my first lesson as a track director, my first year was my takeaway from the first year was that it was too academic. It was like glove puppetry 101, shadow puppetry 101. And I was like, it's not zany enough. And so that's where ideas like the Magic Puppet Tea Party came from was how do we make this not just puppeteers talking to people sitting in chairs? Like, how do we make it more interactive? Because puppetry is by nature, it's a tactile art form. You know, it's, it's really hard to teach just talking about it. Um, so I think that the, a, a lot of the different events that we do, um, that's one of the strengths of the track is the variety of programming that we offer. That is so cool. Uh, and we did have a follow-up comment, which was, and I'll just flash it up here real quick. Um, it says, uh, you know, cool, thanks uh, for uh, for the answer. Yes, basically. do not leave your child alone at Dragon That Con. was what I wanted to bring. That's and a point that's that I wanted to bring up. So she says, it's going to be hard to juggle a schedule because I can't just leave him somewhere. Nope. That's true, period, yeah. full stop at Dragon Con. Unless All they're right. 16 or older, you got to be with them. got to stay with you. Right, 16, right? Yeah. Yeah, I we have no babysitting events. In the so I'm going to check and make sure, but uh, that sounds right. And while you ask Bo another question, I'm going to check. Well, you, you mentioned you mentioned before um, in our very quick pre-show um, research that you're doing more shows this year. That it is really yeah. more more puppet shows than you have in the in years past, and that's just kind of out of what you were talking about earlier, which is something you learned about being a little less academic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, shows were always part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can't have a puppetry track without puppet shows, right? I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um, but this year, we we just have, I think, a, a, a really uh, excellent lineup uh, of shows. So um, let me uh, let me look at what those are really quick. Lee, is that your dog? No, no, it's mine. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm asking mine. I don't have a, oh, no, I have no, worries. no worries. No worries. No worries. Uh, let's see. So Fair our enough. shows this year are, we've got, we start, the very first thing in the track is uh, a show, as a matter of fact. Um, there's a local puppetry group called Felt Nerdy, and they will be doing a Batman-themed show Friday at 10 called The Bright Night Returns. <laughs> Bright so there's Night. a show, and then we'll have two performances of a show by the amazing Lion Hill, who's the artistic director of the Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina Marionette Theater um, called Puppet Fun 01. And this is uh, four kids um, and it displays a bunch of different kinds of puppetry styles with sort of fairy tale type, um, uh, you know, type, type stories. And, and we're doing two small, as opposed to doing one performance with a big audience, we're doing it in, in a smaller room and to keep the audience smaller to make it more intimate. So there's two performances of that one on Friday and one on Saturday. Uh, then we have our shadow cabaret, which is a variety show featuring only shadow puppet shows. 
So I what highly recommend that, that seven o'clock on is Friday. Like, I'm sorry. What's the shadow puppet? Like when people do the bunnies and the shadow, is that what you're uh, that, that is a specific type of, uh, that's called hand shadows. Um, okay. But we I build actual shadow puppets. Shadow puppets are flat. Um, and they're, whether they're projected on a wall or whether they're held up against a project, a, a screen and they're mm-hmm. lit from behind. Um, those are the types of shows that you'll see there. Um, so that's a really, really cool art form that most people aren't familiar with. So it's a really cool thing to check out. Um, then we have a big group of, of pros from a web series called Welcome to Anadonia. Uh, and we had them in 2018 and their live show was extremely popular. Um, it's a wacky, 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 wacky show of live human actors playing wacky characters and a bunch of puppets. And it's just very, very zany. And that's at 1130 on Friday night. Um, Then we have, I mean, we have like five shows just on the first, just on Friday. And then at one o'clock AM, we have TV party puppet fails. So this is going to be kind of like a clip show of weird old puppet stuff that has, that aired on TV with sort of like a MST3K riffing commentary on it. Mm. Uh, then Puppet Karaoke uh, is kind of a show, but you're welcome to, but people are invited. Um, then we've got a puppet show for one person. That's with the Anadonia folks again, where they'll pick one person out of the audience and build an entire show based on them. Oh, nice. So it's sort of yeah, a, so it'll be sort like, of where do you work? Okay, yeah. you're a dentist. All right, now the show's about a dentist, that kind of stuff. Oh, gotcha. uh, let's see. We've got Puppet Improv Adults and Puppet Improv, Puppet Improv for Kids. Uh, and Mark Muir uh, is on those. So if you love Mark Muir and Commander Shepard, come and see Mark Muir do puppets. Then after that, there's Ultra Modern Gentleman's Puppet Show, which is another show from the Anadonia folks. Mm-hmm. Then we have a marionette show um, called uh, Crips Creations. That's a marionette, short string marionette variety show. So that'll be um, Madison Cripps, who's an excellent marionette puppeteer, who will be um, performing a, a huge cast of characters right there on the floor uh, in front of everybody. Uh, then Felt Nerdy has another show. They have a Doctor Who theme show in the Brit track. Um, and then there's the Slam. And and then um, Felt Nerdy has a, one other show. They have a, a, a um, Star Trek show also in the Trek track on Sunday. So we're, we cross-promote their shows between the sort of subject matter of the show and then the fact that it's puppetry. So lots and lots of puppet shows this year. For that kids is excellent. That sounds awesome. So, so you're not busy is what you're saying. You don't well, have anything to do. We're very busy. Um, we, we always <laughs> clock in at at least like 40 hours of programming in the puppetry track um, mm-hmm. because we have two rooms. Uh, we're able to do, uh, you know, more. So we have lots of stuff. I asked you earlier about virtual. Do you know if any, any of uh, your, other stuff will be actually live broadcast or is it um, just the no uh okay. unless unless uh DragonCon TV decides to broadcast it um okay. we're not we're not planning on it um okay. it's we already have enough on our plate <laughs> okay no you don't i haven't heard Ooh. anything today that <laughs> of course i joke around. of yeah. course i joke um so i had a, go I ahead, had a question all right just mm-hmm. a real quick one we already talked about the um, puppet slam. 
what are the things that are after 10 p.m. adult only? Is that only uh, the all slam? the adult shows are after 10 okay. p.m. So any okay. of the shows that are targeted adults are uh, after 10, and the kids shows are before 10. There we okay. go. All right. All right, uh, so, I, there is one other one thing I wanted to mention oh, that's different sure. that we're doing this year is we are doing a 10 year anniversary retrospective panel on Thursday. We've we've never done one of those. I know that a lot of tracks do sort of like a like a like a feedback panel on on Monday sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we were trying that out. So it'll be me and my two assistant directors um, and Matt who plays Bob. Um, and we're just going to sort of talk about the 10 year history of the track, answer questions, you know get feedback from folks, um, you know, what they like, what they don't like, what they want to see more of, uh, that kind of stuff. So um, check that out on Thursday. That's sort of 10-year anniversary panel for the track. 10-year anniversary. I can't believe it's years. been that long. That's I know, so it's wild, right? It's amazing. Crazy. And, it, like that. and you've been there since the beginning, right, Bo? Yes. I vote. There is. Yeah. I am the only puppetry track director that's ever been. Excellent. Oh, wow. All right. So normally this would be the time that we would, uh, this year we've been playing Jackbox, uh, games, but because of time constraints, we've got a, we've got a different game. We're going to play with just Lee and, and, uh, Bo today. I've got some, a uh, couple of questions right here written up on my, uh, uh, well, very nice back this card. card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but what we're going to do is what we're going to do is, and we'll decide uh, between the two of you who goes first. I've got a couple of puppet, uh, themed or uh, movies where puppets came uh, were were involved. Um, movies. One of you is going to guess how much, according to Box Office Mojo, for box office take only worldwide. How much it's going to be in millions? It's always going to be in millions, uh, and you can get, go down to the hundreds of thousands if you want. Um, One dollar <laughs> that it made, and then the other will guess higher or lower, and then we'll just swap back and forth. Uh, I'm not we very good to, with numbers. I'm a puppeteer, to, but okay. Uh, that's yeah, well, so it's also to, like who, huh? who okay. wants to so so like if I if I if I said, you know, Bob's Pop Mart, which was not a not a movie, and uh, one of you might say, okay, that made 11 million dollars at the box office. They would say it's either higher or lower than that. That's that's okay. the idea. That's, All right, so uh, who wants to who wants to guess, guess the dollar amount first? Our the guess should go first. Yes. Okay. okay so sure. Muppets Most Wanted, the 2014. How much worldwide box office to date? As it made according to Box Office Mojo. Uh, what's a high number? I mean, I I don't know like what a what a well med- let's I don't, let's put I don't know way. what a median is. Yeah, the, the uh, for like um, the the highest the the highest number is under two hundred million, and I'll leave it at that. Okay, hundred million. Hundred million. Okay, is it higher or lower than that? Lee, yeah, I remember Muppets Most Wanted was actually the second. The second of the new Muppet movies, if you will. I'm going to say lower. It was lower. Yeah. It's a point for that. It was $80 million. $80 million oh, is well, what it made. Yeah. All right, Lee. Team uh-huh. America World Police. It's 2004. Oh, God. Yes. Um, that's the marionette. Mm-hmm. And it was the uh, South Park creators. I'm going to go. I'm going to start actually at $100 because it was raunchy and bad. and Higher. Uh no, it was fifty million. Oh wow, fifty, 50 million. Well, you got to remember the other thing is too. That's rated R, so you're going to cut uh, out sure. a bunch of people out of that oh, list. Guess. Now, and it and it probably was more popular post post cinema release than it was yeah. um, original cinema release. All right, 
Uh, Bo, this one goes to you. Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Ooh. Uh, 1996. 1996. 80,000. Great. Eight, what is it? 800,000? Okay. No. 80,000. No. 80, yeah. All right, Lee. 80,000. Um, geeks like to go to things a lot of times. I'll do higher. I'm going to give this one to. Bo, okay. because it was $1 million was basically what it made uh, okay. at box office. I'm going to give it to Bo because he was very close and he was going way low. And, and so, um, so I assume that you thought that it was more than a million dollars, more than 200. Okay. Uh, that's good. I'm, I'm the judge here. So whatever these points okay. don't matter. Uh, well, I will Lee. say that one of the, uh, on, on that note, one of the best experiences I've ever had as a track director was meeting Joel from MST3K mm-hmm. and uh, getting to puppeteer Crow in the parade in the car with Joel. Oh, was yes. One of the yes. just unbelievable highlight moments of my dir- track director. What, what year was that? Was that 19 or was that 18? Uh, mm, or was it even before that? It was before it was 18. It was 18 because it, it was the same year. Yeah. I remember him being there and I remember Crow going, going past because I was um, yeah, that was me. standing at the front line. Yeah. And then Aretta, um, Aretta Baumgartner the, from the Center for Puppetry Arts was was Tom Servo. Uh, that was just uh, cool. that was just the coolest. I mean, uh, these are the only things you'll see only at Dragon Con. Uh, Lee, The Muppets, yes. the 2011 film, the one that the one that was, was the first of the new films, the first of the new ones. Um, yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy! 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 Um, uh, two hundred million. Lower. Oh, lower. It is lower is correct. It was 165 million, which is basically double what most most wanted made at the oh, box yeah. office. Again, at the box office. Hugely popular afterwards, obviously. Uh this one goes back to Bo. Gremlins. Gremlins from 1984. Box world box office to date. Oh, um 200. Lee. What two two you mean 200 million, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, higher. Uh, incorrect. One hundred and fifty-four million. Okay. There to, you go. To date. Oh. So, uh, the Muppets beat out the Gremlins. That's nice. Wow. Too. That's interesting. Uh, that's inflation. Today. That's inflation. That's yeah, inflation. probably. That's that's probably true too. Uh, okay. So this one goes to Lee, I believe. Labyrinth. Uh-huh. Labyrinth, nineteen eighty-six. What was the highest number you had? The highest number we've said so far was 165 million, which was the Muppets, the 2011 Muppets. Okay. Um, so many of us had a crush on David Bowie. I am going to go 250 million. Lower. Much lower. Much lower. Uh, 13 million to date for yeah. box office. Now, there, now, of course, you do have, as, as Bo pointed out there, the, this isn't. This, this well, isn't adjusted for inflation. Films didn't do well at the box office. They yeah. became cult classics after the fact, but both Dark Crystal and Labyrinth didn't, didn't do very well at the box office for for really? what for for the amount of money that went into them. Yes, huh. I guess that's true. Yeah, now, I remember kind of reading about that. That's great. Yeah, uh, uh, Meredith points out that Labyrinth bombed at the th- at the theater. Yep. Yep. Dark yep. Crystal bombed worse. Um, I remember the Dark Crystal one bombing because that one was really. I was just so into puppets at that point. Um, and I remember watching it and the skeezies, 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 mm-hmm. skeezies scared the 
bejesus out of me. It's a scary like, movie. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. No, it's a bit and, weird. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think audiences were ready for a movie without any humans in it. Um, uh, it was, it was so cutting edge and so ahead of its time that amazing. people just weren't ready. They, they didn't know what to do. And producers, you know, distributors, they didn't know what to do with the movie without people in it. Right. Um, and I remember the Skeksis then showing up on Farscape and I was just like, I know them. They were yes, called very the similar Skeksis, design. Yeah. But yeah, they, because it would, it came from Henson. That's right. There you go. Uh, Victoria says this point, the dark, oh, uh, Netflix dark I agree. crystal series I agree. got canceled. It amazingly. It, was it would have been the Gartham Wars. This, the second season was going to be the Gartham Wars. Uh, also, uh, Return to Oz is a good movie. Yes, it is. Lady. Return to Oz is awesome. <laughs> Lee does not agree. Um, okay. So now uh, that was after the first round, uh, it's two to four. Uh, Bo is leading with four. Mm-hmm. And now this, for this round, I'm going to give you four movies. This is, and this is only the only question I'm asking you for this one. You're going to order them in the order of, again, how much money they made at the box office, uh, lowest to highest. I'm going to give you guys both the same set of movies. So okay. just uh, write it down if you have a piece of paper there or just be honest. I'll trust you. Okay. So here are, I'll wait. Well, well, gets a piece of paper probably out of his printer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Because that's where I normally get mine. It's printer. Um, so we've got <clears throat> in alphabetical order. I'm going to give these to you. Uh, Dark Crystal from 1982. Uh, Gremlins 2, the new batch. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Little Shop of Horrors, 1986's Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, so record. good. I love that. And yeah. The Happy Time Murders, 2018. Now, was that any good, Bo? I didn't actually watch it. <laughs> um, I want to watch it, and I still haven't because there was so much. Okay, so put them in order so, of yeah, from to lowest to highest. And for each one you get in the right position, for money that they made, you'll get points uh, commensurate to that. So if you get the 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 number one uh, uh, grossing one best, you'll get four points, and you get the third slot three, two is two, and one, you know, you know. Basically, at converse to the order that they're in, whatever. Okay. Let me know when you're done. Again, that's Dark Crystal, Gremlins 2, Little Shop of Horrors, and The Happy Time Murders. Although, okay. I guess if I was doing it in alphabetical order, I'm supposed to drop the T on The Happy Time Murders, and actually should have been Dark Crystal, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, Gremlins, Happy matter. Time, and then Little Well, Gremlins. Dark Crystal is also The Dark Crystal. So. Oh, that is true, too. John, it's fine. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> okay. You're in the weeds, dude. All right. So... <laughs> In last place, made the least amount of money. Which do you have, Bo? Happy Time Murders. Okay, and no Lee. Yeah. Lee's got. Okay. You are both <laughs> correct. You both get one point for that. It you made got a Razzie least, that year. Yeah, it made <laughs> at the box office. Where was it at? Uh, twenty-seven million. So everything better than that has made everything else than that has made more than you know that. Million. That movie has an interesting tr- history because. It was written during the time of like South Park, like puppets mm-hmm. behaving badly was really hot. But then mm-hmm. it took so long to get made that uh, when it finally did come out, everyone was kind of like, these jokes feel like they're 10 years old. And they were. That's when you go back and edit and people read. were just people were just over the whole puppets behaving badly thing, you know, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, anyway. 
You've seen uh, so great, great puppetry. Don't I mean the no, you know no. from what I've saw like the the puppetry and it's fantastic and and mm-hmm. the puppeteers and puppet builders that worked on it worked their you know gave it all gave it their all. It was just and Melissa McCarthy about ten years is, earlier, right? And Melissa McCarthy is one of my favorite uh, yeah. comedic actresses right now. She is all hilarious. All right, number two, number two. Yes, what do you have, Lee? I have number two being the Dark Crystal. Same. You're both incorrect. It's Little Shop of Horrors. Really? Yes. Huh? Ooh. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Number three, Bo, what do you have in the third position? Gremlins 2. That is correct. Lee? Oh, I had Little Shop in three. Okay, so Bo gets three points for that. Mm-hmm. And you guys both obviously missed the last one, which yeah. was the number one out of all that list was the Dark Crystal. Wow. Huh. The Dark okay. Crystal. At according- about how little a court well here's the thing so here's the thing uh, that you got to remember dark crystal actually had a re-release if you don't remember it's had several re-releases so it yeah. gets money accumulated it towards counts, a box yeah. office for that so so yes bo you were correct based on the budget it was a bomb oh right? yeah. i see uh, but uh. it did make 41 million dollars at the box office okay. still still lower than most of the other uh, more modern uh puppetry films oh, but still Pete, by a long shot um, the happy time murders, um, almost doubled it, I guess. So All right, I want a, one more little piece of puppet trivia before I have to go. So in little shop of horrors, it has one of the most amazing performances ever in the scene where the plant is singing in the same frame to Seymour, mm-hmm. uh, the, the mouth movements, which were being performed by Brian Henson were so complicated. All the little lip, li- you know, all that stuff was so complicated that they had to film it in slow motion. Oh, really? Moranis wow. performed that song in slow motion to match Amazing. the puppet, and then they sped it up. So they played the track slowed down, so that so that Brian could puppeteer and get get all those little tiny little movements in there. Rick Moranis was moving and sing fake singing, you know, lip syncing in yeah. slow motion in that scene. That's how crazy good that the puppetry in that movie is, wow. and a testament to Rick Moranis as a performer. And we all have to say that is a part of a certain generation's lexicon of Feed Me Seymour. And yes. it's just, it, I, yeah, so much of that movie. And there's a black and white version with Jack Nicholson. The original, and yeah. Tried, yeah, and it was good. It's just very. Well, it doesn't have the It doesn't have the songs. It doesn't have you know, the songs. I mean, it's and, very and different. The, and obviously, yeah. the Audrey yeah. 2 puppet is still awesome. amazing. That movie holds mm-hmm. up. There, yeah. there is that, that puppet looks just as good as it did back then as, you know, it looks just as good now as it did back then. Yeah. The, uh, my, my youngest just, uh, watch it. I'm going to share a little bit of trivia with them because they, they, um, they thoroughly enjoyed that film. Um, yeah. and that's a lot saying coming from, my- we've actually <laughs> done a little shop of horrors panel. Marty Robinson is like the man, uh, when it comes to, he trains all of the, the Broadway versions. He trains the plant yeah. puppeteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been one of our guests before. He's also Telly on Sesame Street. Great guy. Marty's Excellent. awesome. Excellent. All right. So the final score is Lee had three points uh-huh. and Bo seven. Congratulations, Bo. You win our congratulations. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I found it. It is, uh, but children, uh, children under the age of 16 need to keep a parent or guardian nearby at all times. So, okay, so it was 16. 16. So puppet yep. tree, kids track, any of those tracks, you might be like, oh, it's fine. Don't, you cannot leave your child alone. No, 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 no. no, no we don't provide any babysitting events. 
Yeah. These are not babysitting. They cannot drive with an actual license in Georgia, which is 16. Yeah. I went through it. They can't be alone. Okay. So, so, Bo, real quick, one last time, where is your track at and where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, we are on the uh, atrium level in the Marriott, A704 and A703, uh, which is tucked away in that little cool little corner. Um, you can check us out on the puppetry track, uh, uh, the, dra- the Dragon Con puppetry track on Facebook. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much, we don't really have a Twitter or anything else. That's our main sort of outlet. So uh, you can keep up with news of what we're going to do there. And also we t- I post you know, news items about past guests and future guests and present guests. So if you want to keep up with, you know, oh, I really love that guest from that year. Well, we'll, we'll, I try to, you know, drop little news items in there of what those people are still, you know, doing now. So that's where you can check us out. Um, You know, crank up that Bob and Carl, old, old Bob and Carl playlist on YouTube while you're finishing your costumes. And uh, I know that a lot of people do that. So to get in the mood and uh, yeah, we'll see you at Dragon Con. Masked up. We, we have to let go, Bo. I'm going to say we one gotta thing. We got to let go, Bo, but, but real quick, because this is a question I can't answer. So parents at events that need puppets, do the parents need one too, or can they just observe? The parents so can words, hang, hang out, you know, sort of hang out as a wallflower. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, cool. that's fine. All right. So thank you, Bo, again, for your time. Thanks. We appreciate it. We got to get off. Yep, we yep. do. Oh, uh, so until what? Nothing. Keep going. Yeah. Oh. Bad thing. <laughs> yeah, well, fortunately, I was talking over you. So until next time. <laughs> For both Lee, John, peace. Bye. And Bo's gone. And yep. And okay. So da, hold on. Da, 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 no, no, no. Da, 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 da. Hold on. Da. This is that extra show part. I have to tell you guys: the first time <laughs> we set up a puppetry fifty days of podcast, I couldn't be here. I was on vacation. Hmm. And believe it or not, it was somewhere where there was an internet. Uh, I don't know how many. Well, it's 10 years ago. And I think we talked to him like the second or third year of puppetry. John texted me afterwards and said, you didn't tell me, Bo, did Bob and Carl. And I was like, how did you not know that? And he was like, I didn't know. So John well, how, did have how a huge fanboy moment. And it was adorable and i probably could find the tech no i couldn't find the text text. it was like 10 years ago or nine years ago depending upon nine or eight yeah but i'm not sure if we got them the first year or not but but it was certainly towards the very beginning i think i even called you afterwards when i sent you the text and i was like so how'd you do it he was like it was carl what mom all right well listen we gotta go it was (laughs) so until next time peace This was a production of The Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. Follow The Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike License.